0: Hey there, all you guys and gals, you hip cats, cool kittens, you diesel powered disciples of cool. This is Tales from the Flip Side on the Diesel Punk Podcast, and I am your host, the King of Swing, the Tower of Power, the Diesel Punk Prophet of Pop Culture, the artist also known as Big Daddy Cool. You can call me Johnny, and we are coming to you live from the mobile studios here at the Diesel Punk podcast and we want to thank our returning sponsor tonight video blocks i use them and you should too video blocks is a subscription stock media service and it allows people to download all stock video media they need for just one low cost it's only 149 dollars per year if you're a video producer if you're using stock video that is a bargain and their service is targeted to the creative community graphic designers freelancers marketers and small businesses again i use them you should too check them out at videoblocks.com flipside that's videoblocks.com Slash flip side. And we want to thank Video blocks for being a sponsor of this episode. Well, guys and gals, it's been a while since I've come to you with a solo episode here on Tales from the Flipside on the Diesel Punk Podcast. And I wanted to come to you tonight to give you a quick review of the movie Murder on the Orient Express. I saw this movie last night. Uh, this past weekend, I'm recording this on Sunday, the 26th. So I guess that was Saturday, the 25th. And I had uh, I had waited a couple of weeks to see it, not necessarily because I I, I didn't want to see it, but because I didn't have the time to see it when it first came out. I uh, have been in the in the middle of moving. We uh, sold the casa de cool and uh we closed on that and we are building a new casa in uh in another town in a neighboring village of uh gallatin but that won't be ready until march but in the meantime i had to move and um unfortunately murder on the orient express took a backseat to closing moving and then in the middle of moving my uh my sweet dog, my, my seven-year-old chihuahua, escaped from my father's care and was missing for three days. And so we were scouring the community, hanging up posters, putting up uh, Facebook posts. You know, an army of people looking for our, our little dog. And we did find her, and she is home safe and sound with, uh, with the cool one. But uh, all of those things going on and, and some other movies that uh, had come out that my, uh, my son and my daughter wanted to see, uh, I just didn't get around to seeing Murder on the Orient Express until last night. Now, before I get into the movie, let me just say that I used MoviePass to see this movie. I got MoviePass at the beginning of November it's $9.99 a month and it's basically Netflix for theaters you can see as many movies as you want for $9.95 a month or $9.99 a month whatever it is less than 10 bucks and you can go to any theater you can see any movie there are a couple of restrictions you can only see one per day and uh, you uh you you can't order tickets in advance. They're same day tickets only. But I have seen now with my movie pass Thor Ragnarok, The Justice League, Blade Runner 2049 and Murder on the Orient Express and tomorrow I might be seeing the new Disney movie Coco, if not tomorrow sometime this week all for less than 10 bucks and uh, i i am in love with this service if you love the movie theater experience which i do i love the immersiveness of the movie theater experience you definitely want to check out moviepass at moviepass.com now they are not a sponsor yet so i don't get anything in exchange for promoting them i just love their service love 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 them and uh, i think you will too all right so to the movie Murder on the Orient Express, starring Kenneth Branagh as Hercule, 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 Hercule. (laughs) I I have a hard time pronouncing that. I want to do what Johnny Depp's character did and just call him Hercules. Hercule Perrault, the Belgian detective. Probably the world's greatest detective as he professes himself. Hercule Perrault played by Kenneth Branagh, uh, who did a great job. Um, and, And Kenneth Branagh also directed this movie. Executive producer, by the way, was Ridley Scott, which I thought was interesting because Ridley Scott was also the executive producer of Blade Runner 2049, which if you tune in later this week, you'll hear mine and Eric Fisk's discussion about that movie. Basically, the most beautiful movie I've seen this year. But um, Murder on the Orient Express, directed by Kenneth Branagh. And of course, it's an adaptation of the classic classic Agatha Christie story, which has been adapted several times in several different formats. And I'm going to be honest with you, I came into this movie with fresh eyes. I've never been a huge murder mystery fan, so I've not been, you know, a real big fan of Agatha Christie or Alfred Hitchcock type uh, films. So I've never read Murder on the Orient Express and I've never seen any of the past uh, versions of it. And uh, so I, I, I came in really not knowing much about the plot. But, you know, it's set in the, the 1930s a Group of 12, what, 13 with Perot and, uh, well, I guess 15 total with uh, the uh, general manager of the Orient Express, Book, and the, uh, the porter on the train. 15 passengers traveling from Istanbul to uh, London on, uh, on the Orient Express. Set in the 30s, visually this movie is a masterpiece. Gorgeous movie, gorgeous interiors, and I'm not sure, I'm not 100% sure. I would love to to look this up, and maybe I should have before I uh, launched into recording tonight. But I would dare say that maybe some of the scenes were actually filmed on some of the actual cars that are part of that train. The the Orient Express was a real train. It it is still in service today and um it is reserved for the wealthiest of wealthy. You uh you don't just book a, a day pass for the Orient Express. It's it's a it's it's a big deal. And um you know David Copperfield shot um one of his specials Part of one of his specials with Emma Thompson on the Orient Express, so um, it wouldn't surprise me if some of the scenes were actually filmed in the actual uh, cars. If not, they did a remarkable job of creating the opulence and the the luxury of 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 this train. It was it was brilliant. Now. The cast is, is spectacular. As I mentioned, Kenneth Branagh. Johnny Depp plays Ratchet slash Cassetti. Uh, Daisy Ridley is in it. Um, uh, uh, Willem Dafoe. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Penelope Cruz. Mame Judy Dench. It's just a phenomenal cast. And each one... Oh, and Derek Jacoby. Uh, Josh Gad is in it. Each performer gives a spectacular performance. They they do a great job. I think... I think my favorite performances were by Johnny Depp. I, I know a lot of people dog Johnny Depp, but I'm actually a pretty big fan of his. As an actor, he's rather outstanding. And um, I think... I suspect he is one of us. You know, when you look at his style and, and the way he carries himself, uh, he's definitely got a, a neo-vintage, retro-futuristic look about him. I am I suspect he is a, a diesel punk. And so he fit in perfectly to this movie. Um, Derek Jacoby, obviously the legendary Shakespearean actor who, uh, you know, is famous for his roles in Hamlet and Macbeth, um, and, and, but my favorite performances were Johnny Depp and, and Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe was really, really good, and one of the problems that you have with this movie is because it is such a large ensemble cast is each actor only gets very few minutes to shine, you know, they're they, they, they sharing screen time, and they only each have just a moment to really make their mark. And I got to say, I don't think any of the uh, actors fell flat at all. I think they all hit their mark. They all did a great job. the motivations for their behavior and their actions uh, were really clear, except for the, the duke. Um, The the ballet dancer, the the duke, uh, you know, who was uh, married to the duchess. Her motivations were crystal clear. His, not so much. They didn't really give him much to say or do. um, Other than establishing a character archetype for him to play. Um, But... The reviews on this movie have been pretty mixed. And I'm actually a little bit surprised by that. Um, What's interesting is some people have really loved this, others have not so much. One reviewer called it lavish but shallow. And I don't know that it was shallow in as much as it was very straightforward. I happen to see the mystery coming, or the rev- resolution to the mystery, or the, the revelation coming um, about 30 miles ahead of time. I I saw it probably about 10 or 15 minutes before they actually revealed the truth. And that was okay. That's kind of how I am with these murder mysteries, or intrigue kind of stories. And because of that, I think that's why it's a little less enjoyable for me because it's kind of predictable. Um, But that's not to say that it wasn't good. It was really good. And, well, another standout performance was Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer was spectacular in this movie. And besides Kenneth Branagh playing... Hercule Perrault, Michelle Pfeiffer playing the character she did. And I don't want to give away her name because it'll give away the plot. It will spoil it. But she was she was great. I, I love Michelle Pfeiffer. She, she's fantastic. So I guess the main thing that this film suffers from is... Maybe the star power is too big in this movie because you you feel like none of the actors really get to show and to shine at their fullest potential because it is such a huge cast. However, Kenneth Branagh was very convincing. He was very convincing as... Probably the world's greatest detective. He, he was smart. He was funny. He was tough. He was everything that I would want to see... ...in that kind of character. Visually, the movie is astounding. It captures the art deco essence... ...of the murder... Ex- uh, ...of the Orient Express... ...of the era... ...the clothing, the costumes all the props, everything was on point. Johnny Depp wears a coat, an overcoat, at the beginning of the movie that I have absolutely got to have. And each character had their own distinct style. They were easy to tell apart. You know, one of my biggest complaints with modern movies is that it's hard to tell who's who. Uh, You know, you, you don't know the characters' names. And that was never a problem with this movie. Even if you didn't know the characters' names, you knew their titles. The professor, the duchess, the doctor, the, the governess, the accountant, the assistant, the you know, the gangster. And, uh, and, and, and that was good. That was good. I, I like that. Because one of the, my, one of my biggest gripes is I I do, I don't know the names of the characters in a lot of films. Dunkirk was a great example of that. Um, even Blade Runner twenty forty nine, I I complained about that a little bit uh, in our review. But um, this movie really really captured the aesthetics of the diesel era. And I, as I was thinking about this and and what I was going to talk about, I kept wondering is it diesel punk? Because they capture the style, they capture the aesthetics. Musically, the soundtrack is great. Um, You know, great arrangements of Cole Porter and Duke Ellington stuff. It was fantastic. I, I, I can't wait to get the score. But can it be called diesel punk? And I had to think about this for a minute. And, you know, I go back to... Something Larry Amiet has said that punk in Diesel Punk can be the celebration of the antihero, or it can be you know that countercultural element. I you know I personally for me Diesel Punk is countercultural. That is the umbrella, a push against contemporary culture. But um, you know Larry cites uh, Kelly's heroes. As one of those kind of films. Not everyone agrees with that, but Eric Fisk does and some of our 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 listeners do. So I had to think about this. Was this movie countercultural in any way? Or did it celebrate the anti-hero? Because let's face it, there is no sci-fi or fantasy. There's no alternative history in this movie. It's a work of period fiction on the surface. But then when you start thinking about the character of Hercule Perrault. And he is a character who has a fatal flaw in that he is perfect. He is the world's greatest detective. And he sees things and understands things and makes connections to things that nobody else sees. Because of his perfection and observing the imperfection around him. And that that perfection makes him an outsider. He, you know, he, he states at one point when talking with Johnny Depp's character, I work best on my own. I prefer to be alone. And when you consider that his character is called upon by governments and agencies to solve you know horrible crimes because he does stand apart and he he really views contemporary culture and the imperfection of culture as abhorrent. So he as a character, by his very nature, rejects contemporary pop culture and that in and of itself might be enough to warrant this film as a diesel punk movie it is definitely a diesel period movie if nothing else what's the difference between diesel period versus diesel punk or diesel era Glad you asked. You asked good questions. Diesel Era is a movie that was made in the actual historical era. Between 1914 and 1957. That's Diesel Era. Even if it's science fiction, it's Diesel Era science fiction. Not Diesel Punk. Diesel Period is a movie that was made since the end of the historical era since 1957 that has the aesthetics style and setting of the era but it doesn't contain what we would call punk science fiction fantasy alternative history alt tech or magic or the celebration of the antihero. those elements aren't present in a diesel period movie dunkirk is a great example of a diesel period movie. Um, Downton Abbey as a TV show, is a great example of a diesel period TV show, but it's not diesel punk. So I'm on the fence on Murder on the Orient Express. If you've seen it, let me know what you think. Is it diesel period or is it diesel punk? Because of the nature of Kenneth Branagh's character, the lead character, Hercule Perrault? I would love to get your thoughts on that. If you love murder mysteries, I think you're going to like this movie. If you're familiar with the story, you know, I don't know that it brings anything new to the story other than the the absolutely gorgeous cinematography, the lavish sets and the opulence of the train. The train in and of itself could be listed as a separate character. That's how much attention to detail they put into this. But I would love for you to be the judge. I would love to hear your thoughts on Murder on the Orient Express. Well, those are my thoughts. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I recommend it. If uh, if you've got to pick only one movie to see this winter, as a diesel punk, I would recommend Waiting to See Shape of Water. But if you can see... Multiple, like I do because you have movie pass, definitely go see Murder on the Orient Express. It is enjoyable. It did, by the way, pass the, the, the Johnny Bathroom Test. I have the world's smallest bladder, and if a movie can hold my attention and make me forget about having to run to the restroom, it's a, it's a really solid movie. By the way, Justice League did not do that. Dunkirk did not do that. The Dark Tower did not do that. These are all movies I've seen over the last several months that uh, I gave less than stellar reviews to. Anyway, Murder on the Orient Express, beautiful film, straightforward story, stellar cast. Despite mixed reviews, I think it's worth seeing. I would give it four stars out of five. So go check it out. Enjoy it don't uh, don't read into it too much. It's I wouldn't call it shallow. I just call it straightforward straightforward. All right, before I go, one last thing. if you're looking for some great music for your holiday season, the soundtrack to Cuphead is available on iTunes. It's actually a four album set, but it's uh, available on iTunes for uh, nineteen ninety nine. Not only is Cuphead a great diesel punk video game, but the soundtrack is the best soundtrack I've ever heard for a video game. But not only is it a great original soundtrack, it is straight up a great swing and jazz record. So I highly recommend it. You won't be disappointed. Check that out and um, enjoy that. Well, guys and gals, as I sign off, I want to remind you of a couple of things. I want to remind you to make sure you support the program on Patreon. Become a patron, an investor. Help us to make great quality content. Patreon.com slash BigDaddyCoolShows or you can click on the button at DieselPunkPodcast.com and become a patron that way. But support the program with one, two, or five dollars a month. That's all we ask, and that would be great. If you're listening to us on uh, on iTunes or Stitcher, make sure you go post a review, post a comment, make it good, and uh, help us get the word out about Tales from the Flipside and the Diesel Punk Podcast. Also, you can follow me online bigdaddycoolshows.com You can connect to me through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Google Plus, LinkedIn, whatever your social media choice is. You can do it at bigdaddycoolshows.com and you can also find my live performance schedule there. You can find links to my YouTube series my book of the same name, Tales from the Flip Side, and of course, links to our great sponsors like Comic Bento, like Magic Subscription Box, Video Blocks, and others. Well, guys and gals, that is it for me for this week and this episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Send me an email at Big Cool at BigDaddyCoolShows.com or feedback at dieselpunkpodcast.com. And until the next time, swing hard, swing often. We'll catch you on the flip side.